Hey folks, welcome to the 81st episode of The Intellectual Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Dawson. Thanks once again for joining us. Uh, sorry, this episode's a little bit late, um, and actually the one following it, which is also going up late tonight, is a little bit late. Um, it's been a weird week. Um, we had the Oscars on Sunday, and we drove all the way up to L.A., myself and Laura Davis and Jessica Durain and Brian Davis, uh, we drove all the way up to L.A. to cover the red carpet for the intellectual red carpet, <clears throat> only to be turned away at the carpet, because apparently some sort of uh, snafu happened, and our confirmation for being on the carpet was not confirmed after all was said and done. Nothing wrong on our part, necessarily. Definitely on their end of things. But we drove all the way up to the Beverly Hilton for nothing, apparently. Made for an interesting Sunday. And a little bit disappointing. But it was completely made up for on Monday when we did three podcast interviews. Back to back to back to back. And actually, one of those turned into two interviews. So it really became four interviews on Monday because Randy Davison just wouldn't shut up. I'm kidding. Uh, we had a really great time talking with Randy. We had a great time talking with Jody. And we had a great time talking with Jerry from Movie Maven. And you're going to hear all of those episodes after this one. Uh, the first one will be Jerry Jacklin of Movie Maven which will be episode 82, which is going to drop as soon as I'm done getting episode 81 uploaded. So you'll have two episodes before this week is out to listen to. So hopefully you have a lot of time this weekend to listen. And then next week, you're going to get episodes with Jody Silly of the San Diego Film Consortium. We'll be talking about the San Diego Film Awards, including a big fat exclusive here on The Intellectual from Jody some really, really interesting news for San Diego filmmakers. So be sure to check it out when Jody's episode drops on Monday. And we'll be at the San Diego Film Awards Friday and Saturday next week. We're there because we're nominated for Best Writing for our short film, Unlucky Charms. And we'll be doing red carpet coverage for The Intellectual at the event. So be sure to check us out. Say hello. Make sure that uh, you get to know us in person a little bit. So we're not just faceless voices on the internet. And now I'm going to turn the episode over to the chat that Brian and I had recently here at the North County Media Center. If you've not uh, checked that out, you should check it out. It's a great little studio up here in Vista with everything you could possibly want. Uh, big, big soundstage with green screen and an infinity psych wall and a wonderful uh, conference room space, editing suites, a complete sound recording studio for ADR and podcasting, and uh, really great people there too. It was really cool. And we sat down with JT, lighting man extraordinaire, and discussed his career and his journey to California from... Uh, back east and how he came here in his uh, his wagon 
I'll let him explain to you exactly what uh, what is what is van was. It's pretty cool. And yeah, it's fantastic talk. And turns out Brian and I are very familiar with JT's work. Um, so we got surprised by a couple of things he worked on. But we sat down with him mostly because he did some lighting on one of the films that was nominated for a documentary Oscar this past weekend. The film Last Days of Vietnam. And JT's story about working on that film is really cool. And it's the first time we've had somebody just break down in tears on the podcast. So check it out. We go from crying to laughing and everywhere in between. On this the 81st episode of the Intellectual Podcast. Talk hard and enjoy the mindgasm. The Intellectual Podcast starts now. What was he doing? He was shooting at some food. <gasps> shooting at some food? Yeah. And then? And then along came Joan. <laughs> That's not where that's supposed to go. <laughs> JT, how you doing? I'm all right. You rolling on this thing yet? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, it's a podcast. It's We're just going to start. You eat jellies when you're rolling. Uh, okay. Oh, you can eat jellies. People don't mind the slurping. <laughs> so, um, so, tell me a little about yourself. Well, let me tell you. Um, I like candy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, I got to start by asking you a question. So, what the heck? What is this thing? Because I don't understand this whole podcast thing. Um, I mean, I understand the concept. I just don't understand how people would um, do it. Yeah. Why, why? why they would do it or why they would listen to it? Yeah. Why they listen to it? It's, it's a radio show, it's a downloadable radio show. Okay. And so, yeah, if you think whether about it's it, talk radio or. Yeah, if you think about it, when you listen to radio through your car stereo, let's say. You're forced to listen to the ads that are there. You're forced to listen to whatever the program director has decided you're going to listen to for that hour, or you've got to change the channel and find something else. But let's face it, radio today is all the same, right? Every channel sounds basically the same. They're all playing the same music. And the talk show hosts, by and large, that are on talk radio are predominantly conservative assholes (laughs) who are shock and jock, and they just want to make people you know, hear whatever's going to offend yeah, they them. they get sponsors. Yeah. Right, well, they get yeah. sponsors. That's true. That's all the music is on regular radio is just filler in between the commercials. Yeah. Well, they want so, the, the, the battle to get stations. Boy, we're digressing. Yeah. But the podcast allows a listener to pick and choose what they want to listen to. They can listen to it whenever they feel like it because it's not scheduled listening. I mean, we have a schedule that the shows go out. But the video, the files are available whenever they're ready to listen. So uh-huh. it's uh, it's got a lot more flexibility than traditional radio does, which right. allows... And you can subscribe right. so that they come in automatically when a new one arrives. Right. Um, and then, yeah, you listen to them whenever you feel, in the car, and you know, when you're working out, okay. cleaning house. Okay. I, I got this part of it, and I, 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 knew, I knew as much as you just said. Okay. I still don't understand. But now... <laughs> I don't understand the the why the yeah, why. It's, I just, it's no, the yeah, de- I, no, I, no, I don't understand it anyway because I just. Yeah. Have it's the democratization little, of radio. Yeah, you know, I. So far, I still understand everything. <laughs> um, but anyway, what uh, I think we're just going to go in circles here. But uh, moving on from that, uh, I will 
start by answering your question and uh, carry on because um, that seems like the right place to start after I turn my phone on nah. vibrate. Yeah, don't worry about it. Mine laughs and stuff, so. <laughs> ah. It's relaxed. I don't. I don't mind. It's work stuff, and it's important work stuff. We'll uh, see. That's okay. Uh, we can fill time while you're answering. Yeah, if messages. you need to. No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, it was. Uh, it was <laughs> I'd rather not. I was, uh, yeah. This is. Yeah, this is a good excuse not to work. No, no, no. It's. <laughs> it was not a good excuse. It was. Uh, it was uh, depressing. No, this is a good excuse. This conversation. Oh. Is a good excuse not well, to work. Well, I'm, I'm getting not. I'm getting. Oh yes, I'm getting paid in three gummies. There you go. See, see, we make it all worthwhile. I'm getting paid in three gummies. Are those the good gummies, B? Or no, those are just normal lifesaver. <laughs> but they are collision, so they are two in one. So it's like getting six gummies. All right. Anyway. All right. So JT, our our, our producer Carla set up our interview with you. Yes. And she said, David, you have to talk to JT. Why? And I said, okay. That was my first question. I said, why? What has JT done? She says, he's Oscar nominated or he's worked on a film that's Oscar nominated. Yeah. I said, okay. Documentary, huh? And she says, yeah. I said, yeah. okay. So we'll start there. And then as podcasts go, uh, yeah. they're fairly unstructured. So we'll we'll move on and, and yeah. talk about whatever you want. You want to tell us a little bit about the movie yeah, that you worked on? No, I want to start by giving a little back. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. no, no, what were you going to say? Well, I, I want to start with a little uncomfortable truth, boys and girls. And here's the uncomfortable truth is that um, it was about two years ago and it was a job. Mm -hmm. And it was really not that much different than a normal job. I got a call from this lady I haven't heard from in, I don't know, like four, maybe five years. Last time I talked to her, she was a producer. She was a kick in the pants. She was <laughs> working at the, the Playboy channel, and she'd hire me for these crazy-ass gigs. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, like, you could see the uh, Edsel engine winding to an end at the, you know, it was Playboy. It was softcore, nothing. And it, you, you, you could just see it was not going to be a sustainable model. Um, <laughs> everybody could see that. And so I, they hired me for a couple of gigs that were great. It was fun. It was, you know, like. Bikini babes, you know, running around different parts of San Diego, asking stupid sex questions and holding bounce cards on them on the beach. Great. Yeah, fine. Great. Um, and then, I, you know, five years go by, I don't hear from her, right? Well, then she calls me and she's serious. She's a serious producer now for this something or other. And I, I thought it was a BBC documentary. I don't even remember what she said. Um, most of the projects I work on, I got to tell you, almost all of the projects I work on, I don't know what they're going to be until I show up. Mm -hmm. I don't really care. I do care that I, I make it uh, appropriate for whatever the project's going to be. And I do care that um, I make it look appropriate for that. And, you know, I do everything that's professional and appropriate. Mm -hmm. 
Well, um, so I get this call and uh, I'm, I'm under the impression it's like this BBC documentary. It's a couple of talking heads. Great. Okay, fine. So uh, I don't even remember where it was. I think it was uh, Rancho Bernardo. Uh, she asked for crew because I do a lot of crewing as well. It's the side business. It's available. Uh, my company's name is Available Light. And then I also do a crewing service, which is JT Services. So, uh, you know, they need me to bring in the teleprompter person or the makeup or the sound guy or whatever. In this case, it was a sound guy and a grip. So I brought in the sound guy and the grip. Uh, and um, two good people. Frank Forth was the sound guy and a wonderful guy. And then I brought in Brad Elsie's the grip. And he's a pain in the ass. And I love him to death. <laughs> and we... Uh, um, uh, showed up on a rainy day. I know in San Diego, it was a rainy day. <laughs> yeah. And I brought the big ass rig. I got this, I got a 30 ton, 30 ton, 30,000 pound, 15 ton, uh, uh, 26 feet long, needs 40 feet of level ground, 13 feet high, big ass truck, um, <laughs> relatively, you know, it's not an 18 wheeler or nothing, but you know, on your driveway with a basketball that's a, court. In that's a good house. size 24 footer, right? Yeah, 26. But yeah, yeah 26, it's yeah. good. It's, you know, for a 24 footer, it's it's a good 26 foot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and parked it in who, whoever's house this was, had a ton of dough. <laughs> had a ton of dough. It was one of those houses, which is not unusual. I work at a lot of people that have. A ton of dough. Yeah. Stupid money. Stupid money. Right? Hey, Brian, you need to sit up because you're, getting, you're had, getting creepy breather vibe in the, they, in they the had, mic there. <laughs> <laughs> Watch this. <Jesse. laughs> um, and they had uh, this one plasma TV in this one room that was just like, I swear to God, it was um, eight feet. <laughs> and, yeah. Anyway, it was, it was, Huge, and I never met the owner. The owner wasn't home, right? But whoever it was, you know, it was uh, it was heavy the Democratic financing and Obama pictures everywhere and stuff. So wow. I don't know whose house it was, <laughs> but um, and I still don't. But it didn't matter, you know. I just I, I day it's day job, just a location, uh-huh. location. Yeah. I do the job and I leave, right? Great. Uh, and there's Jill and. But she was a lot of different tone from the to the Playboy. She was, you know, she was, you know, always a little in the bag and smoking cigarettes at the time, and you know, having a great time on the Playboy. She's no, 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 no. She this is this is <laughs> straight laced. This is <laughs> by the book. Doing something. This is different shooting. I'm like, okay, so you've changed a bit. All right, <laughs> all right. This is a different kind of gig. What all a right. difference five years makes. Here, I, I get the idea. Um, it, it didn't change anything to do with me, but all right, let's go. And uh, so I'm starting to get the vibe that this is a little more serious. And so we're setting up for somebody that's apparently much more elderly. Um, and we're at this location because they're local to this place. And mm-hmm. it's... Um, an important interview because it involves uh, Vietnam and their involvement in getting out. Uh, that's all I knew. And so I set up for an interview. 
the guy who was running camera, the DP, uh, who I just met, you know, that moment, uh, had showed me some pictures of some of the other interviews that were done in other parts of the world for similar reasons. That's where the people were mm -hmm. from that were interviewed. Uh, and the look that was to be matched. And I said, fine, you know, yeah, I can do that. I'll, I'll match that look. It was a very nice look. I really liked it. Yeah. It was a good look. And so I matched that look um, quite well, I thought. And, uh, but it's hard to tell. I'm light and air. The guy's not there yet. <laughs> <you know? laughs> uh, and I have never, I don't know what he looks like. I mean, there's no picture of him or no, nothing, right? I don't know if he's wearing goggles or you know, what his hair <laughs> situation is or nothing, but that's always the case. You know, I, you know, it's a corporate thing. I show up, I'm doing like 30 corporate executives. Well, what do they look like? Oh, what are they wearing? Oh, they have glasses. Oh, are they white? Oh, <laughs> that sounds are they wearing lab coats. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Brian and I have been on that. Road. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a normal thing. Like, like, okay. Just light so it. Just light it. Just light it. What's the problem? Oh, Come right. on. Let me just be able to swap keys. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, you, you set up for all that, right? Big deal. You know, you, you plan for all that. So what I'm trying to get at is I, I live for all that. And um that contingency because i didn't know what was gonna happen and then this guy shows up and you could tell right away that he was just oozing cool <laughs> you know he was like you know oozing class and cool and and then so you know it's like instant respect you know it's like um the guy um zappa uh, you know the one uh uh from uh uh on the the movie the the come on the the movie that was should be up for an oscar and it's not uh that that uh god i'm blanking Lego all movie? the names <laughs> christmas <laughs> christmas day released uh angelina jolie directed oh uh, yeah uh wow. come on yeah, what's I don't his name? Either. Zampanelli or what? Uh, you know, keep talking. I'll I'll find it out. Okay, you know that guy's name, right? Yeah. Anyway, Unbreakable, mm -hmm. not Unbreakable. Un, uh, you know, and it's a true story. I'm re I'm in the middle of the yeah. book and I can't <laughs> even remember his name. I got the book in my car and I'm reading it right now. <laughs> That's the way it always is. Now, now you got a mic in your face. You can't remember anything. Yeah. Okay, so back to my senile story. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, uh, so he sits down and, and, you know, I dial him in and that's just, you know, I, I, it, it, once you're set and you know how to do this thing, you can, you, mm -hmm. I don't hold up anything. And while they're talking to him and get him set, Unbroken. I'm, I'm done, done. Uh -huh. Unbroken. Unbroken. That's it. You were close. With yeah, right, unbreakable. Yeah. Um, Louis Zamperini. That's what I said. Yeah. Zamperini. Yeah, Zamboni. That's what I said. <laughs> um, so we shoot his, start his story, and I'm starting to get the vibes like, holy shit. This is, uh, this is serious ass stuff. I mean, you know, start, <laughs> you know, I turn the waterworks on, like, serious. Like, I had, when I, I had to go out in the hallway, and, um, but I also wanted to keep an eye on the monitor. And no, no, no kidding, guys. This got intense. Um, 
So uh, to keep eyes on the monitor, I went outside. And at this time, it was pouring rain, which is really unusual. I put pop-ups up over my carts, which are outside, because I had to have access to the... We were actually just talking about that on the last podcast episode that we did, that like it never rains here in San Diego, so you usually... This was raining. Aren't concerned about it. Yeah. This was raining, raining all day. Yeah. Which was kind of cool and was very appropriate for what was going on. It was raining, raining to the point where we're pushing big puddles of of buckets of the water off the, off the Mm -hmm. pop-ups. So I went over and I could see through the kitchen window right into the set to keep an eye on things. And I could also hear what he was saying. So I was just hearing what he was saying. Damn it, if it wasn't. It just. Um, and this is two years ago? This is two. And years it still ago. hits you this hard just to talk about. Yeah. That's amazing. It does. That's amazing. It was. Uh, I was sitting there through the kitchen window. And I was. Uh, <laughs> I was hearing what he was saying, and uh, I didn't care. I was just, I just started crying. And as I was crying, I was standing there in the rain, getting soaked. And it was perfect because, as I was sitting there, standing there crying, the um, rain was coming down, just washing the tears off me. And it felt just perfect. That's amazing. People can't obviously see you right now, but you're crying in the studio at the moment. I want to yeah. give you a tissue. <laughs> nah, it's all right. See, now see, but it's okay. I'm uh, I'm healthy with doing that, and it's over. I I know what's going on. And then meanwhile, so we went out, and that's when we discovered the plasma and had a cool ass time. We turned out and started playing some games and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> So was that the only interview no, on that no, film that you worked on? And one of the stories was, because this time I started figuring out what the story was. I didn't know what the story was, but one of the, the, the next interview was um, uh, the second person who was uh, thrown off the Chinook. Now, I got to do a backstory on that, but this is just part of the story of the movie. I skipped over the important first point I wanted to make, and I need to go back to it, though. And here's that point, okay? When I went outside and started crying, it had nothing at all to do with what I was doing there. Mm -hmm. The reason this is up for an Oscar had nothing at all to do with me. Nothing. I was doing my gig. The fact that this is up for an Oscar is not about me at all. Right. I was just doing my gig. So whether this wins anything or not is not a reflection upon me. I do my job and I do it very, very well. It's interesting. If you were to talk to veterans who have won awards for the deeds that they've done, they basically say the same thing. I was just doing my job and somebody decided to recognize me for it, but I was just doing my job. I'm not a hero. I'm not a whatever. That's it's an interesting point. It's a very interesting point. It's absolutely true. 
Is some of my best work? <laughs> it's not total crap. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been some of that Playboy stuff. <laughs> You're like, oh, I wish some people could see this. But yeah. no, yeah. Yeah, some of my best work you'll never see. <laughs> <laughs> Although, no, that's not true. Some of it was shown on the Cannes Film Festival. That nice. Was, that was good. Some of that was pretty fun. Every did you you haven't seen any of that stuff? That's another story. <laughs> That's a good one though. <laughs> That's a good one though. All right, so finishing up the Oscar stories and censoring. That's the thing, and that's the timely one. Uh the other the other guy was um uh the the the, the big ending story of the movie. Um Fortunately, someone caught in some Super 8 they managed to bring with them on the ship that day. I forget the name of the ship, but it was not able to take a landing Chinook. A Chinook is a double rotor helicopter that's huge. It's, it's like a double rotor Sikorsky, but it's it's a it's a you know the kind that it's would like carry a bus King with... Kong. You know, okay. Anyway, it's a big helicopter. Yeah, but you could. There's no way it would just tear the crap out of the ship. It, it just couldn't, right? Right. So, but what happened is this guy is he was a, a helicopter pilot for the South Vietnamese, and there was no way he was able to get out with through the embassy. So he did what all he could do, which is what he he got his family and all the friends and people he knew he could could together and got him on his this uh on the base and on the helicopter and got the hell out of there while he could but he didn't have a destination so he's flying out over the ocean looking for something he's all he's on fumes on fuel and he finds a ship and it had been landing Huey's for the, a similar situation, other pilots doing the same thing, but Hueys would land, everybody get off, and they're pushing the Hueys off. Right. Mm-hmm. It was like seventy Hueys they did that with. Yeah. And they're throwing them off right now. Okay. And then the next one, right? But this guy had his mother. He couldn't land, right? So he didn't know what to do. And they're like, "No, you can, you can." He goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I know." But you know, he couldn't see him because he's flying a double rotor by himself, which takes four limbs, right? <laughs> you got four limbs going, so you can't. Ah, you know, what's he going to say, right? So they, uh, so they go over, and the, his wife opens up the door, and the guy on the deck thinks he's catching a blanket, and, throws, and it's his infant. <laughs> like 20 wow. feet up catches an infant oh shit ah okay but fine right catches right. an infant right uh and then next comes another person and i keep coming and coming and coming and coming and everybody gets out of the thing right and everybody gets caught safely yeah 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 and they all get out i'm cutting to the chase of the story right, right so i hate to spoil the ending for you okay you know luke blows up the death star okay <laughs> <laughs> Man. the titanic sinks titanic sinks right okay <laughs> Um, but then, you know, what, what do you do now? Because right? he's like, what do, do? what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? So he, <clears throat> without missing a beat, the dude flies and he's like an expert. Because he's following a moving ship when he's doing all this, right? right? Yeah. And, and then, so he, he flies over off the uh, starboard side of the ship, hovers, uh, you know, just a few feet off the water, 
And somehow they didn't know what he was doing. He was like there like 10 minutes. And the pilots that they talked to said they still don't know how the hell he did it. Because he's, he's, he's in a flight suit. And you can't bail in a flight suit because you'd sink like a rock. So somehow he gets out of the flight suit <laughs> while holding that sucker steady the whole time. <laughs> wow. So he does a Houdini, right? He pulls a, a Houdini. And then he just takes it a little bit and tilts the sucker to the right and bails out the right or the left, right? <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, what happened, right? And then, uh, you know, oh, you know, the Apollo 13, did they make it through? Did they make it through? And then, uh, you know, ha, his head pops up. Yay. Da, 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 da. <laughs> right? Okay. Uh, uh, magic, you know, there he pops up, right? Well, the second person that got thrown out was the little infant's um, brother. And uh, he was the second interview. And so he, we were just goofing off in there. And he's just this kid, you know, guy, um, about our age, you know. Yeah. Uh, not younger. He was younger. Because uh, I'm old. I hate to admit it. <laughs> and more uh, than you, that's for sure. Anyway, so, he, uh, anyway, but, you know, I didn't know who he was. But he explained part of the story real nonchalant, like, you know total american you know it, it, you never know anything about this and and so he went and got interviewed his wasn't near as dramatic as he was like you know he grew up here and it, it wasn't as much of a story to him because he was mm -hmm. just a just a kid right a little kid when it happened but the other guy's story was like Whoa. i mean i was not the only one with the little waterworks happening yeah. i promise you okay <laughs> i bet I pass no judgment. No, not at all. Brian cries at everything. I am a little, little bitty girl. A lot of the time. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> right, it's good. Yeah, we get yeah. out, right? Yeah, the wrong commercial comes on. I'm, I'm. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, for like yeah. two, two for like two years after my dad died, I cried at everything. Yeah, yeah. like just the slightest little. Oh, the winds are changing. <laughs> dad liked the wind. <laughs> he broke it so well <laughs> that's a funny story <laughs> my mom oh no <laughs> i started something my dad's funeral uh we had a viewing the day before the funeral so we had this long viewing room and all these pews and my dad's in the casket at the end and we got a slideshow running on a on a hd tv in the back and so there's a huddled mass of people watching this slideshow we've been doing the viewing for three or four hours at that point you know so we're all huddled around very hushed conversations going on everybody's being very respectful of the of the facility and you know the the, the somber tone of everything my mom goes walking up to talk to my dad and she stands up there and mind you she's a you know five foot one five foot two filipino woman you know, old Filipino woman. She's got that butter ball shape to her now. And she stands over my dad's casket and you hear her sobbing and crying and everybody's talking. And then she leaned over and tried to give my dad a kiss on the forehead. And in the process of leaning over the casket to give my dad a kiss on the forehead, she ripped the gnarliest, juiciest, fattest, wettest sounding fart you've ever heard. <laughs> and there was no denying who it was because she was the only person standing up there with my dad. And no that's where it came no. from, right? 
And it uh, it was a moment of complete and utter silence as everybody's head turned and stared at my mom, followed by an eruption of just uncontrollable laughter. Neither. And the whole thing was, Dad would have loved that. <laughs> Absolutely. I would have blamed him he if loved it had been me up there. Wind. I would have blamed him. Been like, that, that was like a death rattle. That was like the last gas coming out of him. That wasn't me. Well, I have three conditions for my funeral. Yeah, what's that? One of them is I'm going to have the pallbearers all have special insignias on the on the front lapel and on the back of theirs that say um, uh, the Soylent Corporation. <laughs> <laughs> what are the others? <laughs> I got to hear them now. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have uh, the uh, the the the. Uh, Coffin uh, pre-ripped uh, on the lid with um, uh, uh, bloody nail marks. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And the third. So if, anyone ever dig- <laughs> so if anyone ever digs you up, they'll be like, what the hell? Oh, shit, this dude was alive. Oh. <laughs> and they'll you know, take you back for testing. And What you got to do is you have to have the, the bloody nail marks yeah. and then on the, on the fabric along the side in blood written, you bastards. <laughs> <laughs> with, with little take like, marks. You can hide lid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, know, you can have like a little something over it. Well, you just make arrangements with uh, the groundskeepers yeah, before beforehand I go, before I when they're down, lowering you down they, they, they simply lo- raise the lid and take that one nice layer off right. and underneath it is all the marks and then yeah. they close the lid back down and put you down right. okay. right. yeah right. you can do that that's awesome I can't think of the third one right now it's good too <laughs> <sighs> the Alzheimer's already sitting in <laughs> I hear you <sighs> and Brian I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna interject here real quick we are recording this in the North County Media Center Yes. yes. Is that correct? Plug uh, it. Plug this it, is a North County Media Center. Brian, stop. This is why I'm plugging the, the Media Center. This is a fantastic facility. It's got wonderful, wonderful setup the whole way around. This is a wonderful sound studio. They got a brilliant uh, uh, green screen and, and infinity cycle sound wall stage. Soundstage. Awesome. And, and we're not used to working in such nice f- facilities. You're way too close to your mic, Brian. I'm not like. Yeah, but you're tied in with his on the input, so and he's way further back, so you gotta stay back. Oh, you want me closer? <laughs> no, 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 you're fine. I just want him further away. He's. I'm usually much softer, so yeah. I usually he's sure. a very soft speaker. <laughs> so, but all right. uh, I got you. Hello. You got me I'll, do that. I'll do that. Woo! The combination of the facilities. Oh higher, my god. These are higher, higher quality mics than we use at home. So yeah, well, you're this far away. But, He's that but far I away. I am on. I am on an independent channel, and I'm able to crank mine down. Okay, He's special. You're tied in with his, and since he's since he's more comfortable further away from the mic, I need you further away from the mic. All right, there we go. I just right. I don't see why you should eat the mic. I don't. I don't. <laughs> Well, it's, it's, it, I can hide behind it, you know. Right, right. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not comfortable. So, Spittle I can... City. Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get to smell the last guy. Spittle City. Okay. I do. I, yeah, I don't understand the people who do that. Who like literally put the the mic muff right on their lip. <laughs> you may not know much. me, but I'm your brother. You, you got to put the one hand up on oh, yeah, your ear. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, so you work here at North County Media Center, correct? Nah, a I'm, bit. Uh, I'm uh, consultant. Sure, <laughs> sure, <laughs> consultant. Yeah, 
Whenever I need studio stuff or they need studio stuff, I do it here. I got. I live a mile and a half away. Yeah, so do we. We live over uh, College and Oceanside Boulevard. Mm. Yeah, well, I live down the road too. How long has this place been here? Year and a half. Okay. Because we've been in the area for a really long time, so it was. I, I came across some materials online about this place like six months ago, and I was like, "Where? Where'd that come from?" <laughs> so it's cool to have such a nice facility in North County. It really is. So I'm going to have to start making use of it now that I really know it's here. <laughs> Once again, that is the North County Media Center in Vista off of Melrose. <laughs> Conveniently located off of Melrose, just not the Oceanside Boulevard, yes. You can find them at NorthCountyMediaCenter.com. <laughs> Thank you. That is correct. Seriously, though, uh, this podcast um, is listened to by a lot of San Diego filmmaking talent it's a nice place so, isn't it? yeah this is a really nice it facility. is a nice place i yeah. really like it it's not too big it's not too small it's not too sweet it's not too tart it's a good little perfect it really it's is. just big enough to shoot a car in and it's perfect for doing stuff like we've shot like uh bill walton phil nicholson um just you know just it's perfect for doing a little green screen stuff or doing um a small set uh we shot a couple we, i've shot some award-winning film stuff in here we, sh- we shot multiple sets simultaneously on the stage we've turned this room in here the green room into a hotel room nice that was cool nice oh that's up oh let's see, you heard of the film consortium yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. okay well i'm uh, doing some work uh, with them okay well uh there's a film we got to see what's it called it's called uh uh undercovers yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah we saw that Okay, well, yeah, Matt, that's the Matt hotel Brugge, room. Matt Brugge, Brugge, them. That's the hotel room. That's the hotel room. No way. Yeah, we're, <laughs> yeah, we're... And, and the, the the little the little makeup room. Mm-hmm. That's the balcony of the of the hotel room. Okay. Okay. I mean that. You yeah. Know, that was all green. That was a pain in the ass. To nice. Get the green in there. Okay. Light it. That's was, so they cool. Get the green there. The pain in the ass getting the green in there. Or light in the green. I mean, we're uh, we're in the film awards this year as well with uh, uh, Unlucky Charms. It's a little short for the 48 hour we did. Um, it's a silent film. Uh-huh. Ah, it's really good. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're up for uh, an award for best writing. Yeah. So we actually nice had uh, Merrick McCarthy on the podcast just a couple yeah. episodes ago. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, then maybe have you ever seen uh, uh, The Air is Fatal? Or? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Well, then I'm the. So we're, we know your work already. See? Okay. We're, we're big fans. We're already oh, big right. fans. So you know, okay. All right. So, <laughs> well, that's really cool. That was shot here. <laughs> no, that wasn't shot here. No, no, the the <laughs> undercovers. Oh, yeah. That was shot yeah. here. Yeah. And we did both the um, the uh, 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 surveillance fans in the stage area. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> so you worked with Kristen as well. Kristen Chandler. Kristen a lot. Yeah. 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 Kristen starred. Years, man. Yeah. Kristen starred in a, Decade in a comedy now. film that we, we shot here in town called what's the vig back in 2005. Yeah. Yeah. We love Kristen. We've done, yeah. Kristen's great. We've, uh, yeah. It's a good little group of. Yeah. It really is. See fun little, fun little community in San Diego, which is why mm-hmm. I'm focusing more and more on San Diegans in my podcast. Cause we all need to get to know yeah, each other yeah, a little bit more. You, you know? should meet Rosanante then. You should see her. You haven't seen her. Of course okay. you haven't seen her. Hmm. <laughs> Rosanante's my truck. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is it here? No. Is, is, oh, excuse me. Is she here? She is not here. Okay. <laughs> she is put away for the night. <laughs> she does not live here. 
She has her own barn. But it's very close, but she does not live here. So is, that, is lighting predominantly what you do? Um, yes. Brian and I started off as, as theater lighting techs. Uh, we both went to Baylor. Um, that's where we met. We met in the theater program at Baylor as lighting. Lighting design majors. Lighting design majors. Yeah. So that's where we began. And then we did the concert thing for a while and corporate AV for a while. And interned at Very Light. Interned yeah. what? At Very Light. Oh. Yeah, he interned at Very Light. I actually worked at Very Light. You guys know a heck of a lot more about that so. stuff than me. Than now, well, I used that's not my to. Thing. Used to. <laughs> that was years ago. Well, you still do because I can't even run a dang board. I can't run a leprechaun anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> a lepre- that's a, that's it. That's as far as I know. Boy, yeah, leprechauns man. the eighties. Yeah. There, boy. There that's go. the end there of you it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, you know what though? I don't think I could pick up a leprechaun board and and just like go at it now. Either. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I can't pick up. I was doing an AV. I can barely pick up. I can barely tie my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing an AV gig uh, a couple years ago, and a leprechaun board actually popped up, and I'm like, um, I don't, I um. Looks familiar from college, <laughs> but I have no idea what. Those are sliders, right? Right? That's a slider. How do I code this thing? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I do location, and um, I do uh, I do homemade hand squeezers. Mm. That's my thing, and it works out. That's because that's I don't do theatrical. It's just not my deal. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these days, the only time I touch a theatrical lighting setup is when I'm doing a corporate AV gig. Yeah. One is big enough that they have. And as much as I love lighting, I pretty much try to avoid it <laughs> on those shows now, too. Yeah. Because lighting. That's good, man. <laughs> lighting uh, corporate AV, man, that's just moving a lot of copper around. I and mean, that's, all, that's yeah. all it is. Lots yeah. and lots of copper. I'm a pointer more these days now. <laughs> I, I know a lot. And so I get to point. How else You're can I work with Coordinator. <laughs> Your coordinator. Supervisor. Director. 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 Lighting director. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Move that. Move that. that. That's good. Yeah. That's why I like being a director director. I like to point. I want to shoot that over there. <laughs> Brian, make it happen. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, but you gotta know what you're doing, man. Yeah, and, and have I, and have the respect of those you're working with. And, yeah, and um, well, and and I yeah. and I say that I say that to a lot of people because it, it, I I will act occasionally. I have worked on sound. I've worked on sets. I've worked on lighting. Um, I've done costuming. I've done the whole bit. So I, I constantly trying to refresh myself on what all the different jobs are. Not to be a master at any of them, but to understand and appreciate what the people doing that for me are doing and be able to talk to them with some real understanding, you know? Yeah. Um, I've worked with some directors who, who don't know anything about anything. You know, they think, uh, they think directing is just showing up and saying, okay, let's get started. And talking to actors a little bit before they shoot stuff mm-hmm. and that's about it and i don't i'm not that kind of guy like i got my fingers in all of the pie <laughs> for better or worse well you know if my name's gonna be attached to it as director yeah um as the guy in charge you know i'm gonna sink or swim with it you know yeah. that's the way i feel about it 
Sure. So. It's about hiring the right people to do the right jobs, and then you don't have to worry about um, those aspects. Well, that's why we oftentimes work with the same people over and over again, right? I mean, once mm-hmm. you've absolutely once you've gotten comfortable with a team and a group of people, you know, I imagine as a lighting director, if you find a cinematographer that you work with really well, you know, they'll they'll call you again and work with you over and over again, right? Yes. So. That's kind of the nature of of continuing our line of work kind of idea is through the the small networking, not so much as the advertising and getting your name and you know, uh, like when we had our uh, company, we you know, every once in a while we'd get somebody from a Craigslist ad we might have put out for something, um, but it's all really just by word of mouth. And um, oh yes, I uh, I my website is a piece of crap. <laughs> exactly, and. Uh, I always mean to do something about it, but I I completely far understand. Too, far too lazy. <laughs> um, Not lazy. You just there's only so much energy that we have to expend in no, a day. No, I'm right? lazy. I'm, 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 I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. All right, don't sugarcoat it. You fucking lazy ass. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you, sugar. This is gonna hurt. <laughs> <laughs> So how how does it feel to know that something that you were a part of, however, in whatever small manner that you think it was, to know that it's nominated for an Oscar? I mean, what does that feel like? I've never been nominated for an Oscar, so I don't know what it feels like. I'm really curious. Uh, I don't really, didn't feel any different. Yeah. I don't expect it to win, if that means anything. I'm pretty sure Citizen Four is going to win. Um. It doesn't mean anything to me, really. It's nice just to be nominated. But at the same time, yeah, you feel like you were just a small spoke in the wheel. I'm really happy that um, Brad and Frank were in the credits. That's nice. I feel good that they were, you know, got included. That's nice. And who are Brad and Frank? Frank's the sound guy and Brad's the grip. Gotcha. It's cool that, you know. Yeah. No, I take it you're listed as well. I am. There you go. Yeah. And and it's like, you know, like you said, finding the right team, finding the right people to do the right small jobs, no matter how small you might think they are, it's still part of the overall whole. And, you know, it's it's all important. No. No, no. <laughs> they're, just, they're just a job. I don't care. I don't care what you say. I do. I do care. I care a great deal about the job. I just, Yeah. I know that the best stuff I've done, no one's ever going to see. <laughs> and the stuff that seems to get the most attention is the oh, stuff yeah. that is kind of meh. I hear that all the time, especially like from musicians. They always think that the the song they think is going to be the hit, nobody cares for. But the song that they just like, whatever, is like the big hit. Yeah. 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 I would say that's a pretty good analogy. <laughs> I, it brings me back to uh, way back the Beastie Boys with their um, Fight for Your Right to Party. That whole guitar part in there, one of their producer guys put that in as a joke um, and then sent that to them. And they're like, oh, that's funny. Let's just release it. They didn't expect it to do anything. And that was their biggest hit ever. You never know. <laughs> wow. You are deep. <laughs> I try. I didn't say deep in what. (laughs) (laughs) 
How, okay, how, so how, what? I got stories. You want to hear a story? Yeah, or what? Yeah. yeah. I mean, how long? How long have you been a lighting guy? Uh, uh, ninety. I got out here in ninety. Okay, mm-hmm. so you've been pretty green. Pretty green out here. I did some other stuff for getting out here. Where are you from? Toledo, Ohio. Nice. Where all great lighting people come from. <laughs> Is that where they all? <laughs> I, I, I lived in Cincinnati for a while when I was young. But I didn't do any lighting at that point. I grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is also small. Small Midwest. Crazy. Well, I'm glad we cleared all this. Up. Okay. So, we're all <laughs> so from what, what, what is what is what is one of the more memorable stories that you do have from your twenty-something career? If it was ninety, that's a thirty-something career. <laughs> No, I guess it's 20. <laughs> um, Told you. Okay. Math. 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 <laughs> I, want, I want the shirts. Math. We all want the shirts that says. We all became artists because we're not mathematicians. <laughs> I want one of those shirts that says, I don't know how many problems I have because math is one of them. <laughs> That's good. All right. So I'll give you a menu. You guys pick one. Okay. okay. The uh, tale of how I got out here. Okay. That's a pretty good one. Um, a tale of um, my f- first very interesting surreal uh, feature big feature that wasn't that I didn't know was a big feature okay <laughs> um, and then the one I guess you already know so I found out so that doesn't matter I was going to tell you the, the 48 hour stuff but well, let's start right. with coming from Toledo to yeah, San Diego. Let's go the origin story. I'm always origin story. Okay, I'm always, I'm always fascinated yeah. at people who make the big jump from further east out here to the left coast. That's a good one. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, all right. So um, <laughs> I got to get a laugh out in this one because this is good. <laughs> yeah, I got the crowd earlier. I got to get the laugh out now. <laughs> Okay, so uh, let's see. I was turning. What was it? It was. It was. Uh, I think twenty-five. Just graduating college in eighty-six. Eighty-six. Crap. <laughs> yeah. So and I held my last real, my last real job. God, was that awful? <laughs> I haven't had a real job since eighty-six. Yeah, I made the mistake of taking a real job uh, a couple years ago and working it for. Two solid years. And Teresa and Brian and my mom all sat me down. And they're like, you got you to gotta quit that job. <laughs> Your jobs suck. <laughs> that job's killing you. You got to quit. <laughs> yeah. I wore polyester pants. <sighs> yeah. And not for fun. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> You can't see it, radio. I just looked at him. <laughs> Give me that look. Well, you're talking about the, the, the mid to late 80s. The polyester pants for fun was, you know, that, okay, maybe it wasn't the 70s, but still. <laughs> like parachute pants. Those were polyester, right? Yes, they were. Okay. <laughs> I wore plenty of those. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Back to your story, please. Okay. Man, anyway, I, just, okay. I, was, I was having a horrible... My wife, my war flesh. <laughs> he's remembering his job. Remembering my job. He's, okay, in, so AV, he's AV in total store. PTSD, man. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I 
it was a video it was an av av setup place um god it was awful you know like you said you go to a hotel and you set mm-hmm. up the screen mm-hmm. for the, the banquet meeting and stuff yeah yep. we still do those every once in a while when when our yeah, buddy needs yeah. us hey, they're, they're our buddy of ours owns like one of those companies and calls us every once in a while bnh not bnh but uh, something like that being something video whatever it was Anyway, I got there, got through that somehow. Yeah, okay. And I, so I started doing a little freelance work. But meanwhile, I started on the side of a disc jockey business because I thought, oh, they make decent money and I could do that. So I bought a Chevy van, a 77 Chevy van, midnight black, no windows. The top was from a Vista Cruiser station wagon. <laughs> Which meant it was raised up. Okay. Oh my goodness! It had this half fake thrush pipes along the side. What? The back was French louvered, no doors, right? No doors, <laughs> just smooth across the back, and the side door gull winged. <laughs> so I put rope lights around it, right, and a ramp that would come. <laughs> oh my goodness! Because I could. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it was the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> And I carpeted all the inside. Right? The shag wagon. There you yeah, go. Yeah, I had no front. I had little compartments with a CB. But they loved you around the high school. I had a radar detector. Uh, what, a, what was your CB handle? Uh, I didn't have one because the damn thing would never work because I had to keep it up and above. <laughs> yeah. And I refused to take it, it out because the compartment was too dang cool. But there was it was just in the metal hole. And it, was nothing, it, just, no it was just for looks. Just for looks. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, baby. I got three, sky, three sunroofs. And the whole back was skylight. It was perfect. Nice. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Did you drive that to California? Well, I'm not done yet. <laughs> okay. 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 Ahead, so right? DJ, DJ business. Yeah. Okay. So I had to come up with the name, right? Okay. So I looked in the phone book and uh, I'm insane. And uh, it's just part of the personality. So I, there was, you know, AA this and AA that. You know, everybody's got the plumbing that does the AA this and AA uh-huh. DJ and AAA party services and whatever. I thought, screw it. I'm not going to compete with the A's. I'm going to go to the end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pick a Z. <laughs> okay okay right quadruple z audio so no i wanted to pick a a crazy name so i made a word up and i decided to make that word a thing so i created my own i made up zagnastic (laughs) it's zany it's great it's fantastic it's zagnastic awesome okay okay so my midnight black man I got a a black Formica coffin. What? That I put on an ambulance gurney. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was my DJ console. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd roll that off the, off the ramp of your of your van? Damn straight. Awesome. Awesome. It's <laughs> <That is> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and my magnetic zagnastic signs on the side of the van. <laughs> <laughs> so I did that for till 89, right? I made yeah. a ton of money. Well, for me, it was a ton of money. Enough right. to save up. And I was pretty good at it. I had a cream tuxedo with a <laughs> green cummerbund and a bow tie. <laughs> did it spin? No, the bow, bow tie didn't spin, but I did. 
Because you were Zagnastic. Oh, Zagnastic. 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 Zany, great, fantastic. Zagnastic. Right? Got it. <laughs> All right. But at this point, I was starting to, and I was also freelancing and doing uh, work and learning to edit and learning some craft and stuff. And I graduated uh, in 86 with a degree in broadcast communication. And I, I knew enough to just to um, be absolutely ludicrously dangerous <laughs> in doing some kind of production work, right? Mm-hmm. They taught us nothing, but I thought I knew everything. You hear that from more and more people who go to school. Yeah, <laughs> but this, really was, this was a terrible school to learn the production work in. <laughs> this is a microphone. That's all I learned. <laughs> yeah, but I did, I did some fun stuff. Like, I had my tuxedo at the time, right? So I do, like, the introduction to my pieces. I had, like, um, I would do, um, um, uh, I would do, uh, what was her name? Um, I would do... Um, Phil Lament and how and his, his cooking show. No, um, cooking with Sherry and how you make a and, and how you make a banana. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I would introduce her, and I would I would talk to camera A, and I would be in my tux, and then I would turn to camera B, and I'd be in my jean jacket with a mustache, and then turn to camera B, and I'd be in my tux without a mustache, and I'd do that bit. And, 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 <laughs> And then I'd, I'd, I'd then cook, cooking with Sherry would come on, and then she'd have a bowl of mush, and she'd take the pieces out, and there'd be hunks of banana, and she'd put them on there, and then take the pieces up, and you know I just played it backwards, but it was mm-hmm. it was funny. I, 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 awesome. <laughs> yeah, no one else was doing creative stuff. I felt like Ernie Kovacs, so and no one was around. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that, was a, that was a fun time. Uh, anyway, um, so uh, I, I got my degree, and then I was like, okay, either I leave now or I uh, stay here and become a big fish in a small pond, or I venture out into the world. So I finished up my wedding contracts and said, that's it, and uh Gave away my coffin, (laughs) 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 which is hard to do. I had thousands of records, though, thousands, big peach crates full of them. Yeah. And I I kept those in storage. I couldn't. I just couldn't part. Oh, yeah. And I had cassette tapes because cassette tapes were those were modern. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. They'll never go out. They'll never go out of style. Oh, no. They'll last. And I had them. I had them all. I had them. Categorized Dewey Decimal, mm-hmm. my own Dewey Decimal system, with uh, the you know the, the the classic way of doing it with the click clunk, you know the, the little phaser. Oh yeah, you know the, the, the phaser, press, the press yeah, plastic. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because that was also the way. <laughs> and I had a, I had a, you know the catalog with the the notebook with them all. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, because I was and I wasn't even getting stoned and I was doing all that. <laughs> that was just insane. Okay. So anyway. Um, all that done. So you gave away your coffin. Gave away the coffin, but nothing else. And uh, took the the van and I turned it into the Stargazer, <laughs> which was uh, Captain Picard's first ship, by the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, decided to uh, make it a mobile apartment and tour the uh, the country. So I, I went to uh, what was the time? It was the equivalent of not Radio Shack or, or uh, Circuit City, but whatever the equivalent was at the time. I can't remember the store. And bought a bag phone, which was like oh. 800 bucks, right? 
Yeah. It sh- looked like it should have been from, you know, World War II with a ridge, ridge, ridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. My dad had one from his from his work. Calling an airstrike. Calling an airstrike. Because <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I wanted to have a phone, right? But I had a portable computer. You know, Mac Plus. Those were portable uh, computers. <laughs> it had a handle. <laughs> oh, the the, the pre IMAX. Yeah, and I had yeah. a, a VCP, and I was all set up in my my van. It was a mobile apartment. Hey, yeah. Kodak, all set, right? I went off on my adventure and I toured around different places. You know, I went to, uh, through Iowa and Texas and all over. A couple months just all, just seeing America and uh, San Francisco and uh, LA. Didn't care for LA, still don't. Mm-hmm. Really don't care no. for LA. Mm-hmm. Just to walk, I just <laughs> dirty. Get away. Take sixteen hours to get anywhere, and yeah, it's all dirty. I don't get the feel for it at all. I don't know why everybody thinks Malibu is so cool. I really just want to get out of there. Every time I get in the <laughs> yeah, every, get in there, I just want to get that. Yeah, every time somebody says, "Oh, Malibu is cool," I'm like, "Have you been to San Diego? Like any part of San Diego? Every part of San Diego is cooler than Malibu." Yeah. So anyway, I, I came down here. Um. I found this girl living with a military family and uh, we found each other's companionship compatible Mm. (laughs) and they allowed me to use their phone book and their um, bathroom facilities. So I set up camp there as a place to run up huge bills on my <laughs> bag phone. <laughs> I was going to ask, how did they, did they charge by the minute on that phone or was it oh, by yeah. the, yeah. Oh yeah. And you know, roaming and all that <laughs> Cause there were only like probably three satellites at the time. That <laughs> I don't know, but uh, it was, uh, I, I timed it well and I found a job at the, uh, or I, I called, I called the, uh, the biggest production company in town at the time which was World Productions. This is 1990. No, no, this is 90. This is 89 at the time. This is uh, about uh, um, just after Thanksgiving of 1989. And they were um, having uh, their, their guy who was the rental department uh, operator take off for his honeymoon and they wanted someone to come in and run the rental department. I said, I can do that. So I went in and met with the guy and said, yeah, I can do that. So I went in to do that and uh, they then had a big shoot come up with Yvonne Lendl and they didn't know what I was and so they needed someone to drive the truck. Yeah, I can do that. And so they expected me to hang in the truck and like, you know, this guy, who knows? But I went and I did a good job. And they're like, okay, he's all right. I got the thumbs of approval. I came back. They offered me a full-time gig. Yay. So I got an apartment all lined up. And they said, okay, come on back. So I I didn't know what was going to happen for Christmas. So I bought a plane ticket from a nice neutral place from Phoenix. Because I didn't know where I was going to be in the country, right? But I wanted to get on tip before Christmas rush, right? So I, I, I flew home uh, from Chris, parked my... my uh, uh, van 
flew home, got uh, the rest of my stuff, my little car, a uh, little escort Bucky, and <laughs> um, and, and uh, said, "Hey, mom, dad, I got a got a apartment. I got a job. I'm taking the rest of my stuff and I'm moving out there." Okay, so I drive back out, and I get back out, and my apartment got moved into and it fell through and uh, they are laying people off at the state at the uh uh at the stage and i had absolutely no money left and not a place to turn to and a big u-haul full of my stuff and two vehicles and didn't know what uh, to do and that uh, was my introduction to california and then two years later i bought a condo wow wow so there's the short version. Actually, it's kind of long. What was the turning point? Uh, I got my shit together and do what I had to do. Necessity, right? Like, Necessity. You just gotta make it happen. Yeah. It was That's tough. Amazing. Though. Yeah. Got hemorrhoids out of it. Yep. <laughs> 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 hemorrhoids, ulcers, gray hair. Nah, not gray hair. No ulcers. Just hemorrhoids. <laughs> yeah, I got those driving trucks. I used to drive. I used to drive the gear trucks all around the country ah, for, for, the for a few years. The hydraulics went out on the truck on a trip from here to uh, Colorado Springs. Ah, about a third of the way there, the hydraulics on the on the seat on the driver's seat went out, and the seat just bottomed out onto the onto the floorboard, and so there was no cushion on that bumpy ride. By the time I got to Colorado Springs, I had to go see a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty miserable. Jeez. Yeah, that was a tough one to go to my uh, my boss. I'm like, <clears throat> yeah, I got to not work today because um, I'm, like, bleeding, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm kind of frightened I'm feeling kind of woozy over here. <laughs> Lost a little blood. Are people like uh, eating when they're listening to this? Uh, it's okay. Probably, possibly. That's sagnastic, man. Sagnastic. I'm gonna use that. I'm gonna, we're gonna make it viral. There we go. I got. I got. I got. Do you still? Got, you still? I still got a fire. No, I never use that. Do you have any pictures of your van? Yeah. Yeah, you got to send us a picture of the van so we can put it up with the show. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. It'd be awesome. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> so you were also saying that you. Worked on a really big film, but didn't realize it was a big film. What was that all about? Um, I wasn't, I don't think I was union yet. I've been 728 before. I'm not anymore. And they don't, they're not too keen on me because I said, no, thanks. So I'm not really welcome into the IA anymore. IA is <laughs> the international. Uh, the IATSE. Uh, yeah, yeah, the IATSE, the, the international is sometimes why, whatever they're called. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the MOUSE International Association of Stage and Theater. That's what I said. Engineers or whatever. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, I got a call. It was a non-union gig, anyway, but they were all union folk on it. Um. So they were kind of trying to keep it on the lowdown, but I think they got me from the roster of the 728. So I think that's how I got the call because I didn't know anybody on it. It was late into the production, but it was everybody was fried because they'd switched over to nights and it, it, you know if you do a night shoot, it just gets old, and everybody was kind of dropping, so they needed some fresh meat. 
And I said, sure, I'll go in and do it. It was up in San Pedro Harbor, that's where they were shooting at that time. And so uh, I, I drove up, and fortunately I brought some of my own supplies with me, some basic grip stuff, um, like C-47s and black wrap and so forth. I get up there, and Ray Peschke is the gaffer. Um, he's, he was everything from the gaffer and the... Uh, the original Willy Wonka to God, everything. <laughs> He's been, a, uh, you know, I can't, I can't, his, his list, He's of, done a credit, lot. His list <laughs> of credits is uh, quite impressive. Anyway, uh, I didn't know that at the time, but um, uh, I showed up and uh, we're lighting a, uh, Russian trawler uh, on the on, uh, moored at the harbor, and it's a pretty big scene with uh, lots of bad guys. Um, the uh, ship is it's quite old, and it's an actual functioning ship with an actual Russian crew on board uh, that is very particular about where you can go <laughs> on this ship. <laughs> There's lots no. of, lots of uh, locked uh, rooms <laughs> that uh, I'm told I'm supposed to get into and light, but they don't want you. In I'm there. told I, you know, go inside. No, go inside. <laughs> <laughs> And the other areas I am supposed to go into, oh, my God, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it was, very it was a stinky, spooky old show. It, it was the closest to a haunted area I've ever been. <laughs> it was it was just it was a it was a. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't been on too many uh, scary old ships, but this this was uh Okay, I've never been on a scary old ship. This was it, but man, it was a scary ship. Anyway, uh, we're shooting on there for a couple of weeks, um, but we're coming down to the last day, and it's the big final scene of the ship and uh, the uh, big, the big climact, climactic scene uh, where they have the major assault. We got two condors up in the air on two sides of the dock and um, all the uh, bad guys are about to get shot and all this stuff happens. And uh, everybody was just a fell asleep. So I, I got to light the boat almost entirely single-handedly. Wow. And it was, I was given as the tools, a, two grocery bags of Home Depot lights. <laughs> <laughs> there's the, like little the halogens the, the yellow ones with the yeah. little the, the little, little foot the little, little feet with the little foot mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah and so i we took we use my, those every once yeah. in a while <laughs> we've got a stash of those at the house yeah and it's got all the extras walking around and they're gonna trip so i i use all the black wrap and all my c-47s and i i you can see you see them in the movie um, you've probably seen the film. It's called The Usual Suspect. I thought so when you mentioned Russia ta Russian Tanker. And all of a sudden, I'm like, yeah. this sounds like... That was one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, well, that's... And then that's the movie, right? That's awesome. And that was the real 
deal. So anyways, we're shooting the last, we're about to shoot the last bit and the sun is coming up. We're getting at your past, the, you know, you're, we're chasing dark mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, we're seriously. And all of a sudden, all these Harbor Patrol cars pull up with the sirens blaring and the rollers on and woo, I mean like a, a dozen cars and the guys get out and they pull out their shotguns Somebody. and they point it and they start chambering their weapons. Somebody didn't <laughs> get Somebody the memo. Forgot to notify someone. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay. You know, I'm like, I think I'm going to go check on something in the truck. <laughs> you know, I'm not away. over there. Um, and, you know, the director goes over and, he was just a kid, man. He was a little, I don't know about that director. He was learning, but he did okay. I Brian Singer? Yeah, Brian Singer. I was like, yeah, yeah that was his first major film. He had done some stuff. <laughs> yeah. Apt Pupil. But that was no, after. That was no, after. that was after. Oh, that was right. That's right. Visual that was. Suspects was his, one. was his big one. Yeah. Which is, of course, why He didn't direct all of it, I'm going to tell you. No. No, he was not always there. That's true. Not Most everybody knows movies, that, though. but he wasn't. That's true of a lot of big movies. He wasn't always there. It was uh, anyway. It's uh, there's a lot of things that weren't always known about that movie. But um, anyway, uh, uh, so they they shut everything. They shut us down. Meanwhile, we're getting that little blue haze going on, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we haven't got the shot. We're done. We we're that's it. This is it for the boat. We haven't got the the last big shot of the movie. <laughs> I'm like, ah, right. And uh, so they uh, they bring us all down, and uh, there was something going on on the boat. There was some <coughs> issue with uh, them doing the something. Russians. The Russians uh, had done something, or there is something. Um, this is the perfect time to uh, do something bad because they'll never suspect us. Little bit of foul play. <laughs> there was something. I don't know. And I never found out what it was, but anyway. Somewhere went something, and I imagine something went from this hand to this hand, and things went there, and I don't know. But it took almost a half hour of very important time. Mm-hmm. And uh, then uh, next thing I know, the word was given, and the condors went back up, and we just barely got the <laughs> shot. <laughs> we didn't get all the coverage we wanted, but we got the shots. Yeah. So there, you got the movie. Yay. I'll watch those scenes with a new respect. Yeah, yeah. totally. Many credits. Yeah, awesome. That is, I, uh, I, I, it was one of my favorite movies from the moment it came out. Yeah, like actually, I hadn't seen that movie until I met Brian. He made me watch it. He's like, oh, God, you why haven't you watched this movie? I, I like the whole. I like the whole story. Like, like the, the editor was also the composer of the music, um, things like that. His so. mom was the nurse. Oh yeah, yeah. That's cool. on the counter. That's cool. Yeah. That was a that was a trippy ass movie. That ship was really totally honest Nasty. to God creepy. <laughs> <laughs> no sh- kidding. That's hilarious. You working on any big big projects right now? Just in my head, I got. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to. I'm 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 thinking about doing a, a Valencia. Um, um, my nine year old came up with an idea. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about running with it. 
Um, but it's going to be, it's, it means going out on a real limb to do it. I've never done, I've never created a, a TV show before, but I think this one is so good. I think I might go try to do it. I've never written a script before either, but I'm, I've got the treatment done for it. Well, you know what it takes to write a script, right? Yeah, a lot of work. There you go. <laughs> oh, it is. Just you a sit lot down of work. And put in the time. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody can write a script. It's just whether or not you want to put the time in. So. Well, this one's got uh, all the elements you don't want to have. <laughs> Children, animals. Yeah. Yeah. Old people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Handicapped kid. Oh, yeah. Secret lair. There'll be a oh, set here. Yeah. Uh, that'd be cool. We should talk after this. I'd like to. Because we're, we're actually talking about uh, doing a sports TV show uh, for the web and uh, getting that started, too, so we could trade some uh, this insights. A, this one's a serious show, though. It's not a kid. It's, it's a kid show, but it's. And I, I got it all set out. Like, uh, I, I got. It's 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 the onion. Well, parfait. I'll go with parfait. It's parfaited out, man. It's, <laughs> it's I got it. But I'm gonna need so much dough, and if I don't get the financing, I don't. <laughs> yeah. wanna, I don't want to put the time. I don't want to put the time into it if I don't get the financing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're uh, we're going through that financing thing right now. We're we're gonna start shooting a short film next weekend, and you know we're running one of those Indiegogo campaigns right now, and. You know, basically saying, please let our actors not be starving. You know, like that, that's it. Just help us pay the actors. Like that'd be great. Yep. It's tough. I got a better angle than that. It's, it's still not going to be enough. <laughs> you know. Okay. How, how far are we going? What time is it? Uh, well, we're, we're at a good point to, to start wrapping it up. So, yeah. you know. Cool. Okay. I think the AC kicked off, so I'm getting kind of warm. <laughs> yeah, and then so the one thing, the one last thing I do want and I've planned for is that um, I figured out how on my deathbed to say right at the end um, before I kick that I'm going to be able to just squeeze out, uh, but they'll never figure out where I buried the. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you got to make sure that you leave a map. With with a very just general map, like a, a squiggle line that says coast, and then a, a line that says road, and an X, and uh, and just leave that too right beside yourself somewhere. Because I'm crazy enough, they'll think I actually did. Oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You're gonna have a very fun, very colorful funeral, <laughs> as it should be. Heck yeah. <laughs> Uh, JT, thanks for taking the time to sit and chat with us. Yeah, yeah, sure. And for uh, you know, hopefully, maybe sometime soon down the road, we can all find something we can work work together on. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Be pretty cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, and you know, you know, this is here. So. Yeah. Now that I know this is here, we'll, yeah. we'll probably try and make use of it as soon as we can. Absolutely. Awesome. And if you get a chance, come to the film awards um, that Undercovers is playing, as well as our Unlucky Charms. They're not playing. It's They're the not awards. playing. It's the awards. Oh, okay. They're not doing the screening at all. No. no. Okay. No, it's like the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah. 
Never mind. They might man. show clips. I don't know. No, but, they're but, not going to show clips. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't go gonna... last year, so I don't know. Yeah. And uh, and hook, hook up. That's all. <laughs> Did you see that one? Hook up? Yeah, the Ooh. horror. No, uh, I don't know. I think yeah, we watched yeah. Everything. I think we saw it. The 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 about the yeah, the, the guy, yeah the guy that escapes and gets yeah I remember that one and, yeah yeah you worked on that one too no I just <laughs> just like Brookemeyer Gafford did you ever see the case of evil with Merrick was in the black no and white? I wanted to I haven't seen it really good um, but it wasn't nominated this year we we think because possibly people just. I think people just didn't understand it. They didn't understand that it was a, a tribute to the throwback 40s style because it's done a lot in that style. Very static cameras, kind of out of focus at times. And and it's a black and white, like 1940s movie. Um, and I thought it was done very well in that style. Um, Merrick, Merrick is excellent. Merrick is really good. And and the woman, the like old woman opposite him was, did a really good job too. She's got that kind of crazy eye. They did the like total black and white style. It was awesome. They didn't get nominated. Awards, man. They're they're you so arbitrary, know. right? I mean, you never know what they're going to hit. You never know what's going to hit. It's not going to win. This, <clears throat> this thing is not going to win. But uh, I hope I answered your questions and I gave you something. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're, cool. uh, we're, we're an hour and 15 minutes. So, Sweet. You know, we've chatted for a while. <laughs> All right. But, you know, you got something entertaining. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Very entertaining. You're a funny man. Yeah. We're going to have you back. Duh. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> we're going to hear all kinds of crazy stories. We're going to have you back. Okay. <laughs> I got more. Yeah. If you awesome. figured out, I got more. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. We'll have you back on again sometime down the road. Mm-hmm. Hello there, citizens. I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the floaty that will not flush no matter how many times you try in the toilet bowl of crime. I am Darkwing Duck. Telling you, please... Talk hard and enjoy the mindgasm. <laughs> Whatever the heck that means. After all, you are watching Intellectual Podcast with your ears. 